Praise the Lamb of God. I um I thought about this for a week. <laughs> and God has shown me some things about women, his girls, that I thought pretty much so I'm from Carolina. And most of us men are men that came from America. Now, I'm not saying that coming from here, you're not. But we people from Carolina, we are men. We believe in taking care of our family. A man that's born in, in the Carolinas, he may not be much of a daddy or whatever have you, but he'll take care of his family. And I thought the way I was raised, if you took care of the family, you didn't have to give thought to not much anymore about the woman. You loved her and treated her right. But to look into the liberty of which God has given me to look into, I never saw it the way I've seen it in the last five days. And actually, saints, I'm going to tell you the truth. I haven't spoke to my wife about it, but I'm ashamed of myself for not being able to see what I'm going to preach to you these few minutes. Oh, it's nothing bad. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I treat my wife and my kids like everything you can mention with what I can do. But God said it goes deeper than what you can do. It has to be a spiritual understanding for you to understand what I have blessed my girls with. And the reason I can preach this today is because of the woman that he gave me. And I know that back in 1961, when we had our first child, at night, oh, I almost told somebody's age. And, uh, but uh, I remember, I'm just 20 years old. She's probably eight, somewhere in there, you know, real young. And I didn't know what having babies was. All I knew is, you know, I, I wanted some children. But when she was born, when, when, and you know, did you all know that Doc asked me to come into the hospital with a, in the, in the uh, delivery room? Y'all know that? That ain't going to happen. But I was there to see the baby in the window. And, I, and you know, I never even dreamed. I knew that women always talked about the pain that having a baby is. But because I'm a man, I only heard about it. I never looked into the part where, how do she feel about this thing? And yet, as much as women holler about this pain, God gave them something that make them say, I don't mind having another one. And when I 
beginning to, to, to last week when I began to understand what was going on, I was saying I'm ashamed of myself of not being able to look and see what a prize God has done in his women. With that bank that he gave them, we men don't even have an idea of what women go through. And I'm just talking about childbirth. I'm not talking about the abuse that they've had over hundreds of years. But just childbirth, which make them a mother. But I want to clear up something right here. I know there may be some people in here that, has, that have no ch uh, children and, and, and uh, you may be barren. I want you to let you know that as long as you can breathe, God still call you his girls. You're just as important as the one who replenished the earth. And I want you to understand that though I'm going to be talking about mothers mostly in general, I want you to know you're not being left out. Because some of you all have raised other people's kids that you couldn't even have yourself. But where was the man? We were out playing football, playing basketball. So when I started to believe the other night while I was uh, praying, I said, through the pain, through the agony, every word that Doc said, while I wish she won't Doc then. And I'm going to have to use her in the early parts of this message to get over to you what I want to get over to you. But during the time of pain, still a smile. During the times of night feeding, I was there. But when the baby cried, I just turned over. But I got to thinking the other night, how did she take that? How did she feel that she got this baby as much as mine as it is hers? But God gave a mother something that a man just can't get. And when I heard the baby cry, I heard it. But I just rolled over. There were times when she didn't cry. But I could hear Doc. A bit. Okay, if I call her Doc, you all know that she won't know Doc, man. Amen. Amen. She was just 18, 19 years, somewhere along now. And I could hear her going to the see the baby. Because we only had a one-bedroom apartment, so she didn't have to go far. And we were living in the basement of a, um, well, that's a long time ago. I can't hardly remember now where we were. But as she began to, I, this is what I remember getting this message. As she began to do the duties, young as she was, where did she get it from? She couldn't have gotten all of what she was doing by looking at her mother. 
It had to have been that special thing that God put in women alone. Man cannot understand this. Look, I'm, let me, let me, let me uh, give you a scripture in Psalms that represent what I began to understand the last five days. 31, Psalms 31 and 5. Saints, in spite of the pain, in spite of what she was going through, listen, saint, I don't know if you all have had babies at 18, 17 years old and away from home. Uh, she only had a sister here, but she, she still kept that smile. You know what I thought during that time? That was she supposed to do. I didn't think that God had given her something that could be even higher than the pain that she was going through. And I got to thinking about it the other night, and it brought tears to my eyes. Not that I was a mean man to God for my wife, but I didn't know what a man's supposed to do. And even when I found out what a man's supposed to do, I thought that's the way a woman should be. But now that I'm standing here in this pulpit, I am really ashamed of the way that I saw life being older than her and that she could see it. But that's a thing that God gives to women. Men, I want you after today to do more cherishing your wife than you've ever done in all the days of your life. Amen. I want you to put forth an effort that you probably didn't get from birth, but you've seen it in your wife, your mothers that had your kids. Through the pain, through getting up, the feedings, doing all the things at night, never complain. You don't want to know something? I never even given thought why she never complained. If I gave any thought to it, that's what she should do. She never got angry. She never got nasty. She never did anything to make me feel that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Something about what God has done to these girls is far beyond anything that I can even think of. The fifth verse says what? Into thine hand <coughs> I commit my spirit. Hold on. That's what I came up with doing this message. I guess Doc, okay, y'all understand. She knows that she couldn't do much with me because she had known me now long enough to know that I had a head like Gravalta, you know. And she probably, so when she was having babies and I'm out playing baseball, when time to take the child to the daycare, she had a job just like me. But mothers do things that men don't pay much attention to. And when we don't pay much attention to, how can you give honor 
to what you don't pay attention to. See, women can do these things so easily and so wonderful and so smooth and so operatively until a lot of times we take things for granted of things that we should be given a watch out for. So that's what I say. I say it's like I told you, I couldn't find scripture to preach on Mother's Day, but I found scripture to back up what they are. They are a type of Christ. So I figured that when she was going through all of this pain and willing to go through pain again and willing to go through pain one more time, I can imagine she said, well, this man ain't going to pay no attention to what's going on here. So I what? Into thine hand, <laughs> I commit my spirit. That's all she could do is to commit her spirit to God. She didn't know God. Not like she know him now. But I believe that's the only way she made it through. Because she was so young. Into your hands, God, I, I commit, commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me. Oh, God. God of truth. Here's the part that blew me away, saints. Now, only five days ago. It didn't blow me away 50-some years ago. Amen. There was no holding grudges. When she looked out the window, I mean, when uh, I looked at the baby through the window, I saw her. And the smile was on her face. And this woman had to be stitched up. She was in pain. All of this. Listen to me, saints. But when she came home, she remembered the pain no more. That's the part that blew me away just a few days ago. I never heard. Y'all remember that song that, uh, what's that famous woman sing that lived in Durham? That say, I carried you nine months. Shirley Caesar. Shirley Caesar. She never said that. I never heard her bring that up to her kids. See, um, uh, me, I've, I've, at times I wanted to, to just take them and take them down to the river. But never her. Never, never. No, go to Luke. No, I'll tell you what, let's do Hebrews first. Hebrews 10, 17. Boy, I tell you, women, I am so excited about you guys until I almost can't preach this message. Just the thought of what you have going for you. And most of us men don't see it until we almost get a divorce. It's time to see it in the good times. Let's look at our wives a little different from their own. Whether she's a mother or not, she carries that distinction. 1017 Hebrews says what? And their sins and iniquities yeah. will I remember no more. All the pain. Will it all the pain? Willie, all the pain, Pam? All the pain that your mother went through, not once have she complained about the pain. She was excited about the product. 
Me? Now let me tell you, don't y'all don't, don't get excited. But me, every time I'm supposed to be going, I'm, I'm supposed to go shoot pool. Oh, honey, can't you stay here and keep the kids? I want to go do something. Now see, now this ain't good. No, no, y'all ain't following me. When I ask her to keep the kids because I want to go do something, those are my kids and I love them. I love them, but I love them when they was a convenience. And I thought about all of this in the last five days. I never thought like that in the old days because I thought that was her reasonable service. Men, you'll be shocked at how many times that you don't pay your wife no attention because you thought it was her reasonable service. And I thought about how she never complained. Okay, let's, let's go to Luke 23, uh, 34. And, and let's, let's look at some of this and let's look at both. Like I told you, I couldn't find scripture that satisfied my mind to preach on Mother's Day. But after I got into it, there was a thousand scriptures about God's girls. And I, you know, I couldn't, I, I mean, the last few days, I simply could not get in my spirit how much of this that I didn't see. Even, I'm almost 80 years old and didn't see it. That's why I said, let me preach this sermon, because there could be some of you all in here that's not paying you, your spouse much attention because she's only doing what you think she's supposed to. God gave your wife something far beyond your explanations and expectation. She is something, saints. I am so proud of you girls now. You know, I always did love women. You know, I never tried to be ugly, but I got a different aspect on every girl in this church of how wonderfully God made you and how you have kept the, the population of the world going. You're the ones. And the 2034th verse says what, brother? Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I can imagine my wife as you were laying in there going through all that pain and I'm outside, I hadn't, we hadn't started drinking then, but I'm outside waiting, and I guess she probably said, get him. Get him. But she didn't. Never, never, never once in all of the times that she had to stand fast because I was into all kind of things with my band. I was running all of the, uh, my baseball and uh, all the, I was in everything, saints. But she raised those kids like a mother would do. I thought that if I gave her money, a place to live, I didn't have to be there all the time. I just didn't understand it. And I'm, so, I'm sorry that that had to happen. But thank God he showed me this before I left here. Amen. 
Amen. And all you girls, I want you to look at yourself after the day different than what you've looked at yourself, even if you looked well upon yourself. I want you to look at yourself as a prize that only God could have produced. Only God could have made you what you are. Do 34 one more time. Verse 34. Then said Jesus, mm -hmm. Father, forgive them. Mercy. For they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. No matter how much pain Doc went through, she never ever complained to me about it. But you want to know what? I wouldn't have understood it if she had. But I look back now and I say, what a wonderful girl. What a wonderful woman. And men, you got the same thing. You got a girl that unless you pay close attention to it, you're going to miss it. The beauty, the culture of a woman. Women, you are such great pieces of what God made. Never seen anything like you. You are the most wonderful made things I've ever seen in my whole life. Now that my eyes has come open to it. Read the 46th verse. Verse 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, yes. into thy hands <laughs> I commend my spirit. Women, and, oh, go ahead. And having said thus, he, he gave up the ghost. This is what women have had to do for the last 300 years. You've had to commend your spirit and you had to give it up because some of our men's head was just simply too hard to understand. Women, the reason you cry sometimes is not necessarily because you've got a, a, a husband that's no good, but you probably have a husband that can't look into the liberty of what you deserve to be in his life. And I know this to happen. Nobody loves his wife more than I love my wife. But 75% of the things that could keep her happy, I won't do it. How many are you doing? Take care of God's woman. Amen. Give her her place. Give her space. Give her what she needs, saints. Because God knows. I remember when at night, anybody in here old enough to remember the bird's eye diaper? No, y'all, boy, y'all young. Oh, yeah, one or two in here. The bird's eye diaper won't like the pampers. They were diapers. And, and that stuff that a little child put in it, you had to take that diaper, go to the bathroom, dump it in the bathroom, then take that diaper and wash it and use it over and over. I never heard her complain about it because I didn't think she should complain about it. 
I never heard her get in no kind of, well, I do everything. What were you doing? Never. Oh, don't get me wrong, time Jane. <laughs> yeah, time, time, time make your eyes come open to some things that you, you still won't see the full brood of until you go to God. I'm telling everybody in here, every man in here right now, you are not going to see the glory that God has put in that woman that you have until you go to God to get it. I don't care how you look at it. You're going to have to go to God and say, Lord, tell me about this treasure that you gave me. I don't care if y'all was fussing last night. Then get up and say, honey, let's forget about this. Let's start it all over again. Because each one of us have a treasure. I won't ever forget the woman that God sent for me to have, saints. Amen. Amen. How many people know that mothers don't stop? Men stop. I'm tired. This ain't none of my job anyway. When my wife asked me to wash a diaper once, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I raised so much sand till she took the diaper from me. I, I, I had forgotten all of this stuff until last week. When I prayed, and ask God to give me something to tell the people about. Now you all know that you listen to most Mother's Day uh, preaching. Uh, well, I tell you what, go on and listen to some of them and see what they're saying. I want to get down to the nitty gritty. Get down there where God knows in heaven I'm learning something. I may be uh, 80, almost 80 years old, but I tell you what, my wife will always know that there's been a change even in an 88, 5, 90, 100 year old man. Yes. You can't get this by saying I got a good woman. You get this from out of the bowels of Jesus Christ. Can only come. And I got to thinking, I said, you know what? I watched my wife and I think Sister Jackie, um, Wallace can attest to this, and uh, I think Sister Joyce can attest to this, and I think my oldest daughter Willette can attest to this, that Doc never quit. She don't never quit. She's sort of like that. Well, I'm going to stay with the Bible. Go to Luke again. <laughs> I think it's Luke. Where the lost sheep? Luke 15. Luke 15. Started the fourth verse. And I, I just got to thinking, but this is what I picked up. Just thinking about all of the times I could have made my wife feel like a champion, but I didn't think that I needed to. But thank God. Women have something in them that can counteract ignorance. I'm so glad. Ooh, 
Woo-wee! I am so glad that she did not look out that window and says, get out of here. Go away. You brought me all this pain, and all you're doing is out there looking. No, she didn't. And she was never taught how to have a baby. She was never taught how to raise a baby. I'm sure she saw day babies raised. But this is something that God has given every one of you women. And man just don't have that. That's why men, we got to pick up our standard. And we got to let our girls know that ain't nothing in this world come before you. Nothing. Of course, we're not talking about God now here in the thing. But I want my wife to know, and I'm not just saying it out here up over this pulpit. I want her to know ain't nothing greater in my life than her. She's the one that raised the children while I was playing baseball. All I thought I needed to do was bring money home. Read that fourth and fifth verse, man. Verse four. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness? What was my quote, saints? Mothers, they don't quit. They don't stop. They don't stop. In spite of everything, every ordeal, every mischievousness, whatever came up in all of these years, Doc has never given up. She's always said, one day, he's going to be the man that I want. Not the man that I got. But he's going to be the man that I want. Men, this is what you need to do. I know you a pistol, pastor, don't pick on us. Well, your day coming. They, that's something they got coming called Father's Day. I'm going to see if I can find a scripture for that. <laughs> Amen. But today is your day, girls. Amen. You all are so wonderful. <laughs> Woo! I ain't never been so excited about women in my life because I was raised to be dominant over the female sex. But today... I don't even feel adequate to be here with you. The love that a woman generates is awesome. And I, that's why I picked up this scripture. You might say, Pastor Swinner, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, it's hard to find scriptures for Mother's Day because God didn't ever talk about Mother's Day or Father's Day. But when you pray, God will give you anything. And when he showed me just how wonderful you girls are and how needed for us men to add a fire to the fire that's already burning in you because you women got fire burning in you. You don't mind going through the hard time to get to the good time. God bless every one of you, honey. 
Every one of you, 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 I'm so excited about you till I don't hardly know how I'm getting through this. The thoughts of how wonderful God made you and how we men many times make you feel less adequate. But don't you let nobody else in the history of your life let you think or try to make you think you are less a person than he. Because by studying this, God might have made the man first. But to me, he made the woman better. Because woman can do just about everything a man can, but there are many things a more man can do that a woman does. And one of them is intuition. Very little can man look into something and bring the answer out in that world. I'm not talking about the spirit world now. I'm talking about that world of where we are placed on this earth. You see, it's, it's, it's plentiful for us to be able to go to the spirit world and get an answer because the Holy Spirit is there. But I'm talking about without the Holy Spirit, can you look at your wife and say, my God, what a treasure, without the Holy Spirit helping you. Yes, you need the Holy Spirit, but when the Holy Spirit is not helping you. How many people know that you can have the Holy Spirit many times? He can't do nothing with you. Full of the Holy Spirit. Full of Jesus' teaching. Full of all of what God wanted you to do. But when it comes down to an answer, y'all remember Peter? He was walking with Jesus every day. Heard Jesus preach. Heard Jesus say, I'm going to be killed. And I'm going to go to, they're going to uh, bury me. But on the third day, I'm going to rise. But when God told Peter that, what did Peter do? Grab him in the collar and say, uh-uh. Do you see, saints, the Holy Spirit can be right there with you. But in many times, he can't do nothing. That is why I said it's time for us, we men, I mean. To look at our wives and still, and you don't have to be in the spirit to know that you got a treasure. You don't have to read the Bible to find out what God told you to do about your wife. Man, you can do it because it's simply your wife and the mother of your children. Give it to me again, son. Verse 4. What man of you? I want you to hear all of this, saints. Having a hundred sheep, if he should lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. Now give him the fifth. Verse five. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, Jesus, rejoicing. How many times when men get women pregnant and when the baby is born, they can't be found no more. But the wife, but the woman tries to hold on to that child as long as she can. That's that thing that God gave you, girls. Don't you ever put yourself down again. Even if you made some terrible mistakes, repent and rise to where God has called you girls.
Because you are truly, truly something bigger than anything that I could ever pray and understand. And then you finish the fifth? Yes, sir. Six. Verse six. And when he cometh home, mm -hmm. he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, this saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. When Doc came home, I think that the day she came home, I had a baseball game. So I got her home, got in the house, and I went to play baseball. And when I got back, I didn't say nothing about, well, welcome home. I thought maybe I had you a home to come to. I don't need to say welcome home. Y'all ain't, ain't following me, saints. Yeah. Because that's the way I thought it was. Some of you all are like that right now. Maybe not that dire. But you don't look at your wife and see all of what you need to see. You might say, well, Pastor Swinney, you can't tell me that. I tell you what, get in the spirit then. Go by yourself and take a look at, say, five years ago. And see how many times that you missed it because you didn't give thought to it. Not because you was evil and mean, but you just didn't give thought to it. How many times have your wife said things to you to lift you up and you didn't even know that you, she knew you was down? That's what she has. A type of Christ are you girls. That's why Christ gave up his life for us. And when you girls get married to us men, you pretty much give up your life for this life. And I ain't ever forgetting this as long as I live. That I have a treasure. Every man in here that's married, you have a treasure. Well, Pastor Swinney, she fuss at me. I hate to sit here and think about what you've done. When you love your wife or, or mother, I really want to keep it in mothers, but wives then you don't get all upset and uptight and turned down through an error. Even the pain, Doc never complained. When she got home from the hospital, I think she stayed in there about, it's been too long ago, but about five or six days, I think. When she got home, she was in the kitchen cooking, cleaning. And then two weeks later, she was back on her job taking the kids to the babysitter. I thought that's what she should do. Every once in a while, she would ask me, I'd get swole up. Because I had a ball game to go to. I, I'm playing out of town tonight. And I got to travel somewhere. And you're going to ask me to do this? And never got mad. Never threw it up in my face. That's the treasure that I have that I know now. I've never been so overwhelmed in my life than I've been in the last five days. Never. Just the thought of this, saints. 
Y'all know what? That's another scripture I got to think of, but you help me think of it. Doc gave her love to the kids, and they never had to work for it. Yo, yo, no, 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 that didn't, that didn't raise no bone to you. Uh, John, that's where it is, uh, I think. Try John. Where is it that, oh, John 13, I know it's 13, but let's try 34. 34 and 35. Yeah, 34 and 35, yeah. Mm -hmm. Listen to this saying, what did I tell you all? Mother, dogs, are mothers, they love freely. What make you think that she's supposed to take care of that baby by herself? You can wash some diapers. I ain't getting no amen than the men. <laughs> but what I thought about, the reason I went to this scripture is, is I saw what Doc went through, listen, 50 years ago, and it just registered last week. That, that, that I am ashamed of it. I'm really ashamed that I couldn't see how many times I could have brought joy to my spouse's mind and heart when I thought it was already there? Yes, I am ashamed. Oh, I was a good husband, don't get me wrong, but I didn't see the things that could keep her happy. I'm surprised that Doc didn't become an alcoholic. Because of all of what she had to do. Now, even today, Doc will come up here every day and work. And then come home and clean. I try to clean a little bit for her, but I, that's a hard job there. Like uh, some, something happened to the house the other day. And uh, she come home and uh, she said, uh, I got to get a broom. I said, honey, I already done it. She was shocked. <laughs> I already took care of it, honey. She said, huh? We talking about 59 years of marriage and still. <laughs> I hope everybody get a, get a good grip here today. Treat your spouse like she is something you've never, ever seen in your life. You'll get the results. And I'm not talking about no sexual thing here right now. But you'll get the results. Amen. She's a treasure. God made her that way. 34th verse says what, brother? A new commandment I give unto you. Uh-huh. That ye love one another. Okay. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Verse 35. Here's the, here's the scripture. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye love or have love one to another. That's that part I was talking about. She loved those kids. I loved those kids too. But I loved them my way. 
And one of them holler, go buy them a lollipop. Doc heard them holler, she go in there and caress the kid. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Because that's what a mother is. She is something so wonderful until it's beyond the mind, the criminal mind of man to be able to comprehend. Now, you can learn from anything that you see, but you can't comprehend that thing that's in a woman. She's there when you think she's gone. I'm not talking about a physical go. She's always there. I tell you what, men, the next time you get in a dilemma, instead of trying to fix it all for yourself, sit your wife down and say, honey, is this the best way to do this, or can you think of another way to do it? I'll bet you you get shocked. Go to her. I know I am. I ain't letting nothing get past me and my baby no more. Right. Nothing. I guess, the, I guess that's why the devil didn't never want me to preach on Mother's Day. <laughs> but she never remembers the pain. She don't, she don't go back to the 60s and the 70s and remember how I was always gone, always doing, always, she was still raising the kids. And I think that she did a heck of a job. Amen. Yes. Amen. What do you mean, Pastor Swinney? I don't see them no better than other kids. He ain't on drugs. She ain't on drugs. And she ain't on drugs. She don't drink liquor. She ain't drinking liquor. He ain't drinking. He don't smoke cigarettes. She don't smoke cigarettes. What do you mean she didn't do a good job? Say, so you know how many kids are on opium, on everything, they're doing all kind of things. Deacon Rex, when you see your boys going through without getting into all that mess, don't only give glory to God. Go and hug your wife. Men, go to your wife. Let her know what she means to you sometimes. Buying something is one of the worst things you could do to show your love all the time. Give up yourself. I am so glad that I see my wife. 59 years of blindness. Oh, yeah, I've been a good father. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't nobody think that, that I want a good father now. I, I raised, I helped, you know, money-wise. But teaching, I figured that's what she's supposed to do. And I think she did an extraordinary good job. Every mother in here, you can't make people go right, but I bet you that thing that you had in you tried to make your child go right. Men, we try to beat it out of them. We want to get a stick and think you can beat a demon out of a child. You can't do it. So in closing, saints, I want to give that to you. Did, I, did you finish 35? Yeah. I want to just let you know so you won't walk out feeling that you don't have to do anything else, men. But you can't comprehend that love that a mother has.
And since you can't comprehend it, then you have to look for it. Well, I'll just pray and ask God. Oh, no, you won't. You're going to have to do something this time. You remember when God told the Jews, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. In other words, he said, you can't disciple nobody until you continue. And this is what we men got to do. But Pastor Swinney, sometimes my wife make me so mad. Be a man. And stand in the strength that a man, get, God gave a man. You got a tender plant. Maybe you have a woman that is a late bloomer. Then you ought to know it. And give her that help that she might need. Boys, girls, men, I love you guys. You guys are some of the finest men I've ever had contact with. But I want to let you know I'm in love with my girls here at the Outreach Christian Center. Not because maybe what all what you've done, but who you are. Give yourself a round of applause. You can stand on your feet. I'll let you go. You know, I, 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 I never...